and friends. <laughs> uh, warm welcome to our morning worship. A particular welcome if you are joining us via Zoom. It's lovely to have you all here today. Uh, we're going to begin uh, with a call to worship from Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Uh, we stand and sing together, Be Thou My Vision. Morning everybody, lusty voices please. No excuses on this one.
Let us pray. That's what we want to do, Lord. We want to lift our eyes, lift our voices, and worship you. You are enthroned in the heavenly places, and you are worthy of all of our worship. You're worthy of all praise and honor and glory. There is no one like you. There may be other gods, but they're nowhere near the stature and wonder and majesty of you, the creator God, the sustainer God, the redeemer God. You are enthroned in the heavens, and we gladly and willingly worship you. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness. Thank you for the great gift that you've given to us in Christ Jesus, your Son. Pray, Father, uh, as we come into your hope, knowing that we are not all that we should be. Freely and openly confess all that we have been in this past week, which has not brought glory or honour to your name. In fact, it's not brought anything positive or worthwhile to us either. We're sorry for those things that we have said and thought and done, uh, which, were they to be known, would bring shame to us. We won't waste our time trying to hide them. We'll just bring them to you right now, ask you to Look upon us to forgive us, to dust us off, to put us back on our feet and to help us start again. We know, Lord God, that when we come to you in this way, you are righteous and just and that you will indeed forgive us. So we thank you for the new opportunity that has come to us this day. Help us to make the most of every moment, to be good witnesses for you, to live lives that are worthy of your name. Draw near to us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, the, the Baptist Union encourages all churches that are affiliated to them to be trained up in terms of safeguarding. It's an important part of what it means to be a church these days uh, so that we're properly looking out for one another, properly looking after one another. And to that end, we're going to see a short video. It lasts about eight minutes, uh, just about you know, how we might look out for one another and look after one another. Um, we have two people appointed in our church to look after safeguarding. Uh, the designated person for safeguarding is Leslie. Uh, Leslie, could you stand up and wave? Thank you. Uh, excellent. Uh, and the deputy designated person is Anne Keynes. Anne, could you stand up and just wave at people? Thank you very much. Excellent. So if you come across anything, friends, that doesn't look right in terms of safeguarding of children or vulnerable adults, those are the two people that you need to go and tell. And if you're a young person and something happens and you think, 
that didn't feel right to me or I'm unhappy about that, uh, then those are the two people to go and see. Right, let's see the video. We care about everyone who is part of our church. Whether you come here every week, join us occasionally, or are just visiting. We know that every one of us is precious to God and that each person deserves kindness and respect. This mirrors what the Bible says. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. Safeguarding is about making our church a safer place for everyone. Our lives are very busy, but we always need to be ready to listen and act on what we hear. Let's head over to Obi Baptist Church, where the drama group are starting to rehearse for a new play. All right, settle down. Today, we're going to start rehearsing for our new play. But before we start, I'd just like to thank you all for your wonderful performances in our last play. Doctor Who and the Teletubbies. Um, it was very creative. So, sir, what are we going to do next? We have been invited to perform a play at our local church. It's based on one of the stories Jesus told about a good Samaritan. Okay, um, Charlie and Joe, you come to the front of the stage um, to read the story right there. Robbers, um, I want you to hide behind these chairs as an imaginary rock. Try to look menacing. Everybody else needs to be off the stage. Um, you need to come on when your character is mentioned. A man needed to go on a trip from Jerusalem to Jericho. He had to travel down a really dangerous road where robbers used to attack the travellers. Sorry, um, Billy, um, that's you. You need to start walking across the stage. I don't want to, sir. They're scary. It's okay, Billy. We're just acting. Aren't we robbers? Whatever. Let's start again. A man needed to go on a trip from Jerusalem to Jericho. He had to travel down a really dangerous road where robbers used to attack the travellers. No, Jordan, not you. Uh, it's Billy next. Uh, you come on later. But, sir, I wanted to ask you something. Not now, Jordan. Let's try to get through the script. Charlie, it's your line. Billy, you get ready to come on. The man set off on his own. He had not gone too far. Robbers, we are 
acting. Leave Billy's clothes alone. Oh, carry on, Charlie. A priest came down the same road. The priest was worried about the robbers. And when the priest saw the man who had been beaten up, he hurried past on the other side of the road. Then the Levites came along the road. No, Jordan, not you. It, it's the Levite next. You come on later. But, sir, I have some questions. There's no time for questions now, Jordan. Please go back off the stage. Charlie, it's your line from Frankie. You get ready to come on. Then the Levites came along the road. Frankie, what are you doing? Well, I didn't know what a Levite was, so I'm being a termite. No, a Levite was someone who helped the priests. Stand up, please. Oh, let's carry on. The Levite was also worried about the robbers, and when the Levite saw the man who had been beaten up, he too hurried past on the other side of the road. Jordan's right, isn't she? But it was hard to get someone to listen to her. In our church, we listen to each other and work together to help keep everyone safe. We have somebody called a designated person for safeguarding who is there to listen and help you as well as your leaders. We care about you and want to help make things better. If you ever feel sad, frightened or worried about something that is happening to you or somebody else, always talk to someone you trust. Our church safeguarding policy and procedures tell us how we look after everyone involved in church services, activities and events, including what to do if someone shares a problem or concern. This also includes taking up references and carrying out criminal record checks for those working with children, young people and adults at risk. Regular safeguarding training also keeps our church workers up to date. But we can't do it on our own. Please help us make our church a safer place. Treat everyone with kindness and respect. Follow our policies and procedures. Talk to someone you trust if you ever feel sad, frightened or worried. Or if you see something that doesn't seem right. Thank you for helping to make our church a safer place.
Thank you. Let's hear from God's word. This morning's reading comes from Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 34 to 38. The Way of the Cross. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Amen. Thank you, Gareth. Uh, We'll stand and sing together, Blessed Be Your Name.
and let us pray. Father God, once again we come to say thank you in this most practical of ways. Please take all that we have and all that we are and use even us to further your kingdom. Amen. Now if you're involved with Junior Church, it's time for you to take your leave. The Lord be with you. Amen. Friends, we come to our time of intercession. Let us pray together. We give you thanks, Lord, for the freedoms that we enjoy in this country, particularly uh, around freedom to worship. We're aware that in many parts of the world that is not the case. Uh, and in some places... There are, there's great competition between religions and if you don't happen to think in the same way as the dominant group then you can be in significant trouble we pray for our sisters and brothers in Christ who are persecuted because they choose to follow you or rather they have heard your calling on their life and they have had no choice but to respond and follow you. We pray particularly for our sisters and brothers in Christ uh, who are in Muslim-majority countries where it's very difficult to say anything sometimes about the uniqueness of Jesus. We pray that you would strengthen them and encourage them, guard them, Lord, we pray that your church will grow wherever it is to be found, all around the world. We give you thanks for all those who have offered to serve as uh, missionaries overseas. We think particularly, Lord, of those who have offered uh, to work through the Baptist Missionary Society. It is the time of year when many are beginning their work in their new country. They're learning new cultures. They're learning how language works in that setting. They're learning a new context for living and for working. We pray, Father, that you would draw near to them and encourage them as they make these early steps. May, they, may their work bring them a great deal of joy. May they be a blessing to those amongst whom they find themselves. May you be pleased with their offering. We pray for everyone in this country who is involved with prison. Inmates who would rather be anywhere else. Staff who look after them chaplains who tend the spiritual and moral welfare of all those in the establishment. We thank you, Father, that you have a witness in these places in our country. And we ask that that witness will be strong 
and that all those that know you and love you will be courageous and bold in their witness, whether they're professional, as in the chaplain, or volunteers, or staff who happen to know you. We pray that you will bless all those that are seeking to serve you in those places. We continue to pray, Lord, for the people of Kerala province in India who are suffering uh, with flooding at the moment. Many have lost lives and property and livelihoods. Pray for, <clears throat> pray for them and ask, Father, that you would draw near to them. Help them and encourage them as they seek to make sense of what is going on all around them at this time. as we were watching that little video earlier about safeguarding in churches, we are conscious more than we ever have been, Lord, of the need to be aware of one another, to be watching over one another, to be kind and generous towards one another, to make the church a safe place for people to come, to worship and to grow in their discipleship. Thank you for Leslie and for Anne who have agreed to be uh, our designated safeguarding persons. Thank you for the wealth of experience that they both bring to the role, for their interest and their concern. We pray that you will bless them, Lord, today and every day. We're glad that they're there, but we pray that we'll never need to use them. We gather up all of our prayers as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We sing together once again. The song is, All to Jesus I Surrender. So, so far, we've sung, Be Thou My Vision, where we're asking God to provide us with a vision. Um, Be Thou My Sword and My Shield, we're asking God to do things. We've just sung a worship song, Blessed Be Your Name. This song is about us doing stuff. This is a, this is a prayer set to music, I Surrender All. And it's a tough thing to do. So what I'd like you to do is think about the words as we sing them. Um, and think about how they how they may you know impact on your on your lives as well, because it's a tough it's a tough commitment affirmation, uh, a tough thing to do. So let's sing let's sing together.
sit down, friends. So continuing in our uh, series on the spiritual disciplines, today the, the discipline of submission, this is probably one of the least understood and one of the most abused disciplines uh, of the Christian life. So we need to say at the outset that when we talk about submission, we're talking about submission really to God, to God the Father, uh, to the will of God. And how do we know what that is? This is a question I think that we wrestle with all the time. How do you know what God's will is? Well, you, you find out by making time for him. You find out by spending time with him. We've been talking, haven't we, over recent weeks about solitude, about meditation on God's word, about prayer, about fellowship with one another. This is how you find out what God's will is, by spending time with him by spending time with sisters and brothers in Christ, by talking with one another, by listening to one another. Uh, and notice that the disciplines all are building on one another. Uh, they're all important, they're all necessary if we want to grow in our discipleship. And that, friends, is the whole point of doing what we do on Sundays. Uh, it's wonderful, isn't it, if we can have fun together. It's wonderful if we can enjoy what we're doing, and please God, it will always have some elements of that in it. But really what we're after is a growing and deepening faith. That's really my overall aim and task as pastor of the church, to see you grow in your faith, to see others come to know Jesus for the first time. Yes, that's always exciting. But to see those of us that know the Lord and have walked with him for maybe years and years, to see us grow and deepen in our commitment to him and in our love for one another. The text that we had read to us so helpfully earlier poses a question for us. What's the focus of your life? Jesus continues to invite people to follow him. Uh, and he wants us to understand that there is a cost to doing that. You want to follow me, he says, you've got to deny yourself. Christianity is different to all of those um, self-help things that you can find. Very often there are places where Christianity and other philosophies touch. Uh, but Christianity is very different in that it's not about self fulfillment or self-realization. Those things actually do happen to you as you walk with God, as you seek to follow Jesus more closely. Um, but the whole point, as Jesus says to us in the reading, is to deny self. It's not to pander to yourself, but to deny yourself, to serve God, and very often that service of God is found in the service of others. Now when we talk about self-denial, we're not talking about self-hatred. But we are talking about denial of the grasping self. We 
are talking about the denial of that part of us that craves attention, that part of us that craves um, status, that wants things for ourselves. We're talking about denying that. Taking up a cross. Well, on this side of the resurrection, we know about the cross and we know about its redemptive power. But prior to the resurrection, the cross was a very different thing. The cross was an instrument of torture and death. So it would have been very difficult for these first hearers of this word, for them to understand exactly what was being asked of them. We know that Jesus' death on the cross, his suffering on the cross, is redemptive. We know that what he does in that place brings life and light to us and to all who follow. We are not Jesus. We have to understand that. But if you want to follow this Jesus, it may be that suffering will be a part of the deal. It may be. And if that is your lot right now, if you are in that place where suffering is a part of your walk with the Lord, please remember this. Jesus has walked this path already. And I would encourage you, whenever suffering comes, to be honest with God. He can cope with everything and anything that you want to say to him. And when life is really difficult, when your life is miserable because you're seeking to follow him, say so. Tell him. Whenever we come to God in prayer, whenever you, in your personal time with God, seek to come before him, if it is hard for you, if life is miserable for you, say so. Don't pretend that everything is all well and good if it isn't. God will see straight through that. Just as indeed you do whenever you listen to others praying and you know there is no truth in what they're saying. So if it's awful, tell God. Say, it's awful right now. I don't know where you are. I don't know what is going on. I don't know why I am going through this. I am barely holding on by my fingertips. But still I trust that you are here somewhere. But please, God, take this away. The Psalms are really good for those sorts of prayers. And I would encourage you to search them for those psalms of lament. God, you said this, but it's not happening. My life is miserable because I'm trying to follow you. How long, Lord? How long before you come and help me once again? The psalms are beautifully, brutally honest. And I would encourage you to read them and to find those that resonate with your situation 
if it's difficult right now and make them your prayer. So just express all of your anger, all of your anguish, all of your pain. And if you're frightened, all of your terror. All of our many questions uh, are echoed in the Psalms. Read them, search them, make them your own. Deny self, take up a cross, and follow him. And where will he lead? I'm old now. Not as old as some. But I am older than when I began the journey with the Lord. I was 17 years old when I discovered the truth about Jesus. And I'm 64 this year. And all these years I have walked with him, sometimes beautifully in sync, other times less so. And God has been faithful to me all the way down through those years. And Angie and I together uh, have walked with him uh, and we've seen all sorts of things, we've been to all sorts of places, we've done all sorts of things in service of the Lord. Where will he lead you? There'll be all sorts of adventures on the way. Who knows where you will go? But ultimately, he leads us home to be with him. Uh, part of my work, uh, as you're all well aware, is that I conduct funerals from time to time. Uh, funerals, I think, are really significant and important occasions. Uh, and they can actually be very positive occasions uh, if they're done properly. I've been very fortunate uh, in that God has been pleased to use me to bring comfort very often. Th there's always a prayer that I use towards the end of a funeral service. Uh, and it speaks about life as being like a day. Uh, I'll read the prayer to you. O oh Lord, support us all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen and the evening comes. The busy world is hushed. The fever of life is over and our work done. Then, Lord, in your mercy, grant us safe lodging, a holy rest and peace at the last. Home. That's where he's leading us ultimately. Home. To be with him. To spend eternity with him. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> but when the time comes, that's where I'm going. Uh, and I'm glad to know that. So we're submitting, really, to the will of God the Father. Now, we're not called to be solitary in our walk with God. Uh, all the pictures of the church that you'll find in the New Testament are all corporate. They're all group pictures. Uh, yes, we are responsible for our own sinfulness, and we are responsible for coming to the cross ourselves 
uh, and saying yes to the gift that God offers us through Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection. But once we are saved, friends, then we become a part of the church. We are sisters and brothers in Christ. And there is that verse, isn't there, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, which says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And those of you that were here when we were looking at Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, you will all remember that we spent quite a long time looking at that verse uh, and the three examples that follow uh, in terms of husbands and wives, parents and children, masters and slaves. Verse 21 of chapter 5 is the text, and those three examples are the unpacking of what it means to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. The key thing, friends, is that we are looking for Jesus in one another. That's what we are about. Um, I would suggest we're looking for the fruits of the Spirit. So love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It is interesting, isn't it, that Paul earths all of this in the real-life settings of family life, marriage, children, and work life. Masters and slaves. Not something esoteric, not something away from the ordinariness of life, but worked out in the crucible of your everyday existence. And that is our lot. That's where we find ourselves. It's where every Christian, down through the years, has found themselves. Christian faith is always expressed in community. Always. We can do all sorts of things individually. Of course we can. But we will do better working in partnership with others. That is why God has called us to be together in this place. To make a difference here, now, and on into the future. Who knows where God will take us? Who knows where the Lord will lead us? We're going together. We'll accompany one another on the journey. We will encourage one another along the way. Submission. The discipline of submission. Uh, it is hard. All of the disciplines are well named. Discipline is difficult. Especially for us in our culture in our day because it's not something that is in everyday life now unless of course you're in the army, the navy or the air force discipline is well it might be nice or it might not be depending on what's being asked of us I think it's hard today uh, for people to live disciplined lives and again, it's another reason for looking at all of the Christian spiritual disciplines to try and help us grow, to try and help us develop in our discipleship and in our walk with the Lord Jesus. 
submit to the will of God, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Look for Jesus. Wherever you see him, you know it's safe. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you for all of your love and goodness towards us. Uh, and for the way in which you watch over us with tender, fatherly care. You want to see women and men of all ages, from the youngest to the very oldest, come into saving relationship with you. You want to see people find a place in your church. You want to see them safely there and growing in their love and knowledge and understanding. We pray, Lord, that as we engage in learning more about the disciplines of the Christian life, that we would indeed be growing, growing into maturity in Christ and growing in wisdom, Lord. Draw near to us and help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Our closing song uh, is All I Once Held Dear. Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. Let's stand and sing together.
Now may the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.